Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on, Big Blue Nation? Callers all around the world. You are now tuned into the most dangerous show on the planet, The Shakedown. And I'm your host for the day, He's the chosen one from the Bronx. And y'all know what time it is. Today is the day that we just talk about all topics, but most of all, we start off with our beloved or hated, however you want to slate it, New York football giants. Today we will be discussing the 53-man roster, which I would like to call the 53-man disaster because we don't even know who will be starting week one. We got some hopefuls. We have some potentials. But most of all, we got some good news. We got some weird news. And, of course, that always translates to bad news. But today I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer or Tony or Tony or Tony Tougher, as they like to say sometimes, too. If you had ever heard that one before, it's probably a northern thing. So what we will do is get into some great, great content, bring a great show to you guys for as best as we can. And I'll, like y'all always know at this time, I like to read off the articles, check the board, make sure whoever is calling in gets directly in. The number to call in today is 914-205-5796. Please feel free to give a call, voice your opinion, tell us how you feel. It's Eastbound Fridays, and you're tuned into the most dangerous show on the planet, and y'all know what time it is. So let's get straight to it. Um, there's nobody right now calling in, so I will read you guys off something that's going on. And this comes from GiantsHeadquarters.com, and it's about the rookies class. Dismal preseason is an aberration. So, yeah, somebody's already talking crazy and reckless about how they feel about this rookie class and what's going on. So this is from Matt Lombardo. I will check the board one more time just to see if anybody is there. If you call in, please do me a favor. Stay on hold. If that's okay with you, listen to the show and my, you know, my voice, which keeps everybody just mesmerized. And outside of that, I will get to the reading of the article. Let me reload here. Make sure... All right, so there are no callers at this time. My boys already know how to let themselves in. Pause, and I will get to this article. So this is from gmenheadquarters.com. The writer of this is Matt Lombardo. We have read off articles from this man before. He writes great articles. He says, the New York Giants better hope rookies classes. Dismal preseason is an aberration. For many people that doesn't understand that headline, he's saying so far from what we've seen out of our rookies, meaning as, of course, he's definitely concentrating on possibly Kadarius, Tony, and things of that nature because he hasn't seen the field. So we haven't been inspired by anything he's done so far in the preseason or training camp to make us feel confident. So that's what he means about the New York Giants better hope. The rookie class's dismal preseason is an aberration. 
Few teams got less out of their 2020 NFL draft class during the preseason than the New York Giants. The next time Kadarius Tony walks onto the MetLife turf in a uniform will be the first time. Promising second-round pass rusher Aziz Ojolari was limited to only 35 total exhibition snaps. Ellison Smith has battled injuries all summer. Gary Brightwell won the number three running back job in part of the fact that the New York Giants invested a six-round pick in the Arizona alum. But he could have very easily been left on the chopping floor in favor of journeyman Corey Clement. With all, the adver- excuse me, with all the adversity the Giants' rookie class has dealt with this summer, it should come as much as a surprise that the, greatest, the highest graded rookie on the New York's roster, according to Pro Football Focus, is currently on the practice squad. The highest rated player so far offensively is tight end Jake Horseman with a 70 rating. The lowest is running back Gary Brightwell, 51.1. There's not much to write home about here. First rounder Kadarius Tony didn't play a down, and second rounder Aziz Ojolari played a nondescript 35 snaps. Horseman earned the highest grade on the back of his run blocking and ended up on the practice squad. It's certainly far too early to panic about Tony, but this summer has not gone the way the New York Giants would have hoped in terms of getting him up to speed and building chemistry with third-year quarterback Daniel Jones. If Tony winds up being a playmaker and Ojalari a disruptive force along the front seven, they'll find their key roles with the New York Giants. But the Giants can't be happy with what this class has done or more aptly not been able to do so far. And that comes from Matt Lombardo's fan-sided National NFL Insider. He also writes between the hash marks each Wednesday. And that was from fansided at gmen.com. We have Black Freezy with us, and we have LRP. We have no problems in Houston. What's going on, fellas? First and foremost, happy Friday. Welcome to East Style Friday. Y'all know what time it is, and hopefully if y'all heard that article or any piece of it, after, of course, you introduce yourselves yourselves to the fans, we can jump right into that. Peace, peace to the gods, peace to the earth. What's going on with the people them? Yes, I did hear the... The article, my brother, what's going on with you? Happy Friday. Thank you, brother. Happy Friday to you. You know what I mean? Thank you for joining us and blessing the people with your voice. LRP from Houston. LRP, we have no problems in Houston. I know he's probably in the background getting his audio right. I don't want to shut that brother off for his intro. Yeah, man, I'm not here. I'm not, man. Fuck you, goddamn man. people, ladies and gentlemen. Peace, guys. What's going on? It ain't nothing. Um, I read an article off by Matt Lombardo, and, you know, he writes pretty great articles, as I stated in the aforementioned before I started reading it. And he's perfectly hit this article right on the head. And I don't think he said anything wrong. I don't think he dragged anybody through the mud. He has his stats and facts correct, and he had a point that I didn't think about. And that was the fact that all of these rookies are under duress, have been injured, and we have not seen nothing. That's something that we very briefly brushed on. But he definitely wrote home about, he hit home in this article about that. Aziz only played 35 snaps. Ellison has been hurt. Tony has not played. 
and these are these are our draft picks. And I'm surprised he didn't bring up Aaron Robinson. I'm very well, surprised he didn't bring up Aaron Robinson. And if we look at it, because they're always leaving shit out. Mm-hmm. These are our first four picks. We have gotten a chance to see nothing from our first four draft picks. This dude did even a worse job looking back at it. Uh, sorry, being he mm-hmm. did a worse job, as it shows right now. Now, granted, week one, uh, I'm hoping. Oh, man. For everyone's sake, I hope that this whole shit is just a dream. Life is but a dream. I hope so. <laughs> and we were all just, he was like, hi, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Come out like they spell boom, business, and drop the mic. So for what we've seen and with the, with the actions that they've done to cover up, ooh, oh, winner's coming. Talk about it. Winner Talk is about coming. It. Them motherfuckers ain't ready, and they ain't shown that they're ready. And, they, you know what I'm saying? If they want a motherfucker to have faith, faith, shit, you better have two pops. Get it? Two pops. Absolutely. I wanna I wanna keep I wanna keep I wanna stay right there, LRP, because I want the people to hear some more from you because I have a question and I'll make sure it's not too loaded. And I'll try my best not to piss you off, but I'm going to by accident. Too late. It's I'm going to piss you off. So we know that you felt this way last week because we all did. But now after the final fifty three man roster and seeing these scrambling moves, how have you shifted either into a worse place? Because I definitely like to go there. I want to hear the worst place now, because I know you just said something about the opening week and obviously the mistakes that was made, but I want you to elaborate a little bit for the people on exactly what you feel has been done and hoping that this is all a dream, as you mentioned. Well, um, mine, Billy Price, I don't mind, Brethren, I don't mind, um, who fooled back to Dizzy Gillespie, even though that's not involved, but I wanted to say it. I don't mind it. But it's still the level, the tier that these guys are. You know what I'm saying? It's bad when you can say the people that you got is <laughs> another tier, but you still in the hall of the shit. You know what I'm saying? You ain't, you ain't made it to the levels yet. You still under that Navy speak. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what's going on outside. Still, you don't have a picture of the outside. You just made it. You know that food joint that you told me about? Like, yeah. the motherfuckers, they, that shit ain't all the way trash to them. But it's still trash. <laughs> I mean, and I don't want to, like, come at these guys like that, but it was just an analogy to say that, yes, they're an improvement. And I do believe that if given the right, Picture, canvas. Given the right canvas, these dudes can paint a picture. But I don't, I don't think Garrett's a painter, bro. So 
So that concerns me as well. I think it's all fucked up. I, I really do. Peter King said he's very concerned. And that's one dude that I really don't, you know what I'm saying? Like all the other cats, he ain't, you know, Peter King ain't skip. Peter King ain't, you know, Stephen A. You know, I, so I, I look at his, you know, when he speaks, it's a different ear. So I'm concerned with him, bro. And I think Dave Gettleman needs to be fired today, yesterday. Even if they do perform, because it's still <sighs> a completely negligent move. Coming off of where you came from, it's just like, what are you doing? That's an incompetent thing to do when you were already in that position to begin with. <clears throat> it's, it's a I no agree. confidence vote. I agree, me. bro. I, I, no confidence vote. I agree. Well said, brother. Well happened to those. You know what I'm saying? Why can't folks have no confidence vote? It's like, yo, whatever you think about the dude, you can like the guy, but I I don't feel that he's capable mentally to do this job. Right. And that point right there is where you push the button in my back for me to start moving and shaking and speaking and rolling. That's where you have gained, gotten control and command right there of this situation, and I have no choice but to speak on it very briefly while I let Black answer that question as well. And then I'll read another article from the beloved Patty Trainer, who's a fan, who's supported, and also has come through and showed us love on this show. But LRP, yeah. that is the, that's where it's the issue. Yeah, I'm going to ask you right after this. I'm just giving LRP one sentence off that great conversation that he just put out there for the people. My trust factor, LRP, has died. Now, I've always had trust issues, but now my Mm -hmm. trust is completely gone. Whatever thin thread that I was holding on to, you can please know, America, I am no longer supportive of the moves of this organization. All I do is root for the players. That is it. Yeah. I'm rooting That's for all. Him. I don't see him. <laughs> but I'm so the for question him. Right. So the question was this, Freezy. Last week, of course, you were pissed off because we all were seeing what was going on. But now this week, having one week of practices to go before game day and the moves on the 53-man roster as they have been finalized. How do you feel now? Is it deeper, or are you, have, you, have you been um, balanced out in your thought process for the team, or do you have a deeper anger for what's going on? Tap into that. Uh, nah, man, it's no anger. <clears throat> just, just like you said, though, and LLP was saying, really just we root for the players, man, um, because uh, to get Joe Judge in the main head was a good thing, but we know that the establishments have always felt these players, man. They, they've either handled them wrong health-wise or they've cut the, you know, the wrong guys and trying to fit it you know, around into a square. So I, I think that um, if anything, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same – Temperament, I feel the same. Nothing has changed. I, I just can't wait to see them because um, they can hide, they can duck all they want in the media. 
But you gotta play that game kind of thing. So that's what I'm waiting on. Those are the facts. Now, before I get into that article, I want to talk about some things that most people don't realize we talk about off air because we talk about amongst ourselves. So I'm going to give the people a little bit of a conversation that we had, but if they've already seen it, we're just helping them break it down a little further. For my number one wide receiver, and I want to make sure that I quote this, I don't want to take nothing from what he said because that was even worse. Okay, here we have. Let me make sure I grab it and pull it up because I sent it to you guys. Here we go. Our number one wide receiver acquired over free agency, who we paid $72 million to, right, to bring in here to be the guy to help Daniel Jones out, who's been nicked up through preseason and training camp was asked a question by the media. How do you feel going into week one? Kenny Galladay's response was this. I mean, I'm excited when I look in the huddle and see all those guys. It's very exciting, Galladay said. But people have been in and out of the lineup. So we're probably going to be a little slow to get off. But we've got some workers on this team, and I feel like if we put in the work, I feel like we can really be special. Now, I'll go first. And that's where you suppose a lie. Yo, LRP, come on, bro. I was going to go first, but I want you to start. I want you to start. My bad. No, no, no. Go ahead, bro. I'm just saying, that's where you – that's what you're supposed to tell a lie. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, man, we're ready to go. We, You know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, week one, I can't wait to get on the field and be there with my guys. I know we're going to pull together and do the great, the best that we can to come out with a victory against the Broncos. I'm excited for week one to begin. I wish we could start playing today. Shut the fuck up and go home. Yo, you don't say that shit. Yo, I don't care. What? what? I know folks is, like, wow. trying to be all blue windshield and everything, but yo, know, you don't say that's where you lie. That's where you lie. You don't tell like that is telling crazy. too much truth. It's too much truth. What you doing? Shut up. What you talking about? Don't tell them that. What do you mean? Start off slow? No, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't tell, like, the, you don't tell the New York media that. They devour shit well, like that. I mean, that's how yeah, I saw it. You know, well, said it. Yeah, of course, but, you know, the, the main thing is that he's telling the truth, right? And that's one, that was one of my uh, concerns is that we're going to do what we always do. You know, history repeats itself. We start off slow. We, you know, become all right. Something else happens, then we finish strong. That's, that's exactly what we are and what we have been throughout the coaches, throughout the GM. It's getting stupid and ridiculous at this point. Um, and so if, if, that's, if that's what it is, that's what it is. But, um we can't sit here, you know, and be beating the stale horse, you know what I'm saying, with, with the Joe Judge thing if he can't win. You know what I mean? Like, all of that Patriots in my ass. you got to be able to win some games. Okay. I want to move on to another subject that I want my brothers to speak. Right. All gas, no break. Yo, LRP. That's like just getting married, right? And you say, well, I married her because 
I know she's the one for me. And when I look into my future, there's nothing I can't see without her. But I just want everybody to know the honeymoon going to be a little fucked up. <laughs> Yo. Word, brothers. Come on, man. We don't, I don't, Kenny, Kenny G, somebody going to have to sit you down, and you're going to have to realize what the situation was. I get your whole yeah, honest conversation. I get it. Yeah, but you, you don't, yeah, you don't do that. I get it. I get it. At the end of the day, I get it. I'm just saying, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of confidence and energy breeds production. You know what I'm saying? If you wake up in the morning like, God, I don't, it's the first thing you say is I don't feel like going to work. It's going to be something. Even if you tap into something later on, it's still going to be something different from your whole behavior mindset in that whole day versus and the it's, first and thing it's, you say, I'm about to kill it today. Right. It's the That's mentality the of it. You're watching his press that said to me, like, James, here we go again. Um, I got a hammy like on his face. It just looked like I got a hammy. I don't know when, you know, it's going to get right, but eventually, uh, uh, you know, uh, when the muscle is strong, strong it's going to be bothering me throughout the season. That's all I felt, both of that whole press in his face and everything. And That's why I to his credit, to his credit, I'm happy he was honest because that gives us the content that we have right now to get into all of this. Because if he would have lied, we would have just still been telling him he's a liar. But then had he told the truth, because he did, we're able to use his truth because we already knew what it was. Now I want to jump right into something else without giving any breathing room. Black, since I had you speak last, I want you to talk about this first. LRP, I know you're going to be biting at the chomp. Let's talk about Pert's injury being hidden from us. Let's talk about Matt Pert having an Achilles injury that's been bothering him actually and not a lower back injury, as which was reported, as which was told, as which was continuously spoken about throughout the entire training camp up until now. We just found out 48 hours ago that Matt Pert was dealing with Achilles tendonitis. You first, Black. That's crazy. That That is absolutely, absolutely crazy. I don't even know, you know, what to say about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Outside of, you know, because remember, he, he didn't elect to have the surgery. Um, so, uh, I don't know if that's the same leg or, or what's going on with that. But, you know, you know, I got to be honest with you. You know, they the government. They've been doing shit like this for a long time. It's disgusting um, because they really bet on these two tackles to be uh, good. I remember Shake saying we would tackle good and things of this nature. But, uh, unfortunately, uh, we, we technically have uh, two and a half tackles. You know what I'm saying? Two and a half tackles or whatever have you. And um, this is terrible, man. I don't know what else to say about it, but it's terrible. And uh, it's going to be a makeshift deal again. If, you know, it's going to be a makeshift deal again. Uh, I can't even get mad about this because these people have been doing crazy shit like this for a long time. So. And just real quick, because, you know, I'm not going to jump in. 
too long because I want the people to be blessed by LRP's response to this because I know it's going to be a pissed off one and we're going to love it. I've been I've been discussing this for quite some time with the fans. I've been writing about this for quite some time in our private chat and of course in our in our um shakedown crew chat on Twitter. And by the way, if you're not in that, please get in that because it's real in there and come with the realness. Again, the number to call in is 914-205-5796. The number to call in is 914-205-5796. And um, Black, my honest opinion on this is I'm tired of it. I've been talking about the injuries that we've hidden for years. We do it every single year. This has not changed. What would make this year different? only because we did it from preseason and it just happened to come out a week before the game. Normally we hold on to these things till the end of the season and we're all pissed off because of the fact that we can tell because that player has either been getting his ass whooped, has underperformed, or does not look himself playing the part in whatever position that he has if he's a starter on the field. And this is how you keep players injured, and this is how you continuously stay a losing organization. And these things are internal, and that's the reason why we externally see this team failing, because of shit like this. I hate us for it more than anything in the world, and it's definitely, definitely hurtful to these young kids' careers. They deserve better than this, and we as fans deserve better than this as well. LRP, it is on you, my brother. So where um, that he had an Achilles and do we know what game it happened in or did it happen in practice? Joint practices? I, how long has he had this? I, I, I got it from our website. I got that. I, I copied and pasted that from our website. I apologize. I don't know who actually put it on our website, but it was from our website because they were mm-hmm. talking about week one starters. So I copied and pasted that from our website. Mm. Um, that's terrible. Well, it's terrible for one because if it's an Achilles, then he's done done for the year, and that'd be very you know. Um, and then, but he had a back issue. I know that this I know he had a back issue in the spring. This was even before the draft. He had a back issue in. They announced it after the draft, but they knew about it before. So I can believe that somebody suffered an injury of that nature and then with us not knowing, you know what I mean? But it just goes to the – it speaks to the incompetence. Man. It, it speaks to the uh, – not saying that you didn't try, because I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you had this and you had that. I mean, you got to have some pretty damn bad luck, man. It's some whatever fail somebody put on his ass. I mean, how many goddamn failures? This motherfucker whole skeletal out here, retreating every goddamn day. You know what I mean? Are you going to win one? Mumra, Mumra got up one. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, two dudes retire on you. You got one that's about to play through a pectoral, a partial pectoral uh, injury. You got hurt. You got hurt with a back issue and now Achilles, according, you know what I'm saying, allegedly, <laughs> whatever. 
you know. Um, but like, it makes sense of why you did what you did with the practice squad O line. But you, so you have backup. But even still, mm-hmm. you know, you put that much confidence. You told us. You sat there and you said, maybe we got more confidence in our guys than you do. Well, maybe I got more confidence in somebody else than what you do. Amen to that. Appreciate if you understand, Tondra, God damn it. I mean, come on. What the fuck? This dude got to go, man. He got to go. Okay. I totally agree with you, LRP. Well said. I love the fact that you brought up the rest of the line because that's why we're in this situation right here. Now, I will say this. I'm going to shed a little silver lining on this fucked up rain cloud. I've watched Ben Bedrin for 45 minutes just so I could make sure I have the right assessment and I wasn't in my feelings or being over-emotional because of everything that we just talked about and I didn't want to take from this young man because of my attitude, which I got the right to. I could do whatever the hell I feel, but I was being a better person. I'm growing growing up a little bit more. So I didn't want to take away from this young man's hard effort, his ability to make it to the National Football League off his hard work and being a part of our roster now. I am very impressed with this young man. We're going to talk about that. They ran a power scheme in Michigan, as I mentioned a couple of shows ago. And this young man is a very strong, mauling young man. He has great instincts in run blocking. He can get to the next level. His ability to finish a play until whoever he's in front of is changed, powdered, and lotioned. He's not just changing diapers. He's putting baby powder on you and lotioning you up. Pause. But he's letting you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those to be played with. His pass blocking, like all players, can be improved when it comes to getting off the ball, meaning as when you're a guard, your ability to get off the ball and pass blocking to make sure that your head is on a swivel is important because this is where stunts come in and blitzes through the gap. You got to help out on protection on the other end if they double up or load up on one side. He can work on those things just like any player. But I'm going to say this. After watching this young man and analyzing everything that this young man does, I will be okay with him playing week one, starting that left guard, and will not feel no nervousness about it. Like, oh, man, Ben Brethren is there. I hope he can. I think he's the best decision and best pick right now for the starting spot due to Shane Lemieux being hurt, and I'm fully confident in this young man when it comes to his ability. I just don't know how much he's put in the effort or the work this offseason, but hopefully it translates for us. But he is definitely, definitely up the better of the two of him and Billy Price. So my crow, my bad, Ben Brethren, come show us what you got and work hard, and hopefully you could be that diamond in the rough. I'm rooting for you, young sir. Let's get it. 
And uh, and that's what, what what I'm hoping. So having said everything that we just said, all the venom. Here's the fanatic, right? I don't wish none of these dudes to fail. Now that they're here, I want this coaching staff and this team to gel and unite and show us and prove us all wrong because we've been talking cash money shit all spring and summer. Now it's time cashing those checks or receipts, whatever, and pay your taxes. So I don't want none of these guys to fail. However, I would look. This is how I envision it, and I hope that they are along that same line. With Pert, I mean, and with Pert and Lemieux being in the position that they're in, they should go on IR, get themselves healthy, do not ruin anything. It should be Thomas at right tackle, Solder at left tackle. Two insides is Lemieux and Brethren. I mean, um, Hernandez and Brethren. Or Gates, because they said they gave Gates some time at guard. And I think that's a good idea, too, because the experience that he got playing the center is going to benefit him as a guard. So even if you roll with Gates as a starter or you roll with Brethren as a starter, it'll probably be Gates. And then Billy Price in the middle, Hernandez and Gates. That should be your line. Rotational being Brethren, if he's not the starter, then Gates will be rotation. That should be, and it should be hat on hat. This offense needs to pick it up. They need to give this boy at least 2.3 seconds. Give him, give him an extra. Time that shit and work on plays and design and craft something that you can dissect that shit and give that man an extra 2.3 seconds. That's all the line got to do. You ain't got to go out there and try to do Just practice how to give him that time. Move a motherfucker for five fucking seconds. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, like half the time. Off the ball, be off the ball and within 1.2 seconds. Time that shit. Get a goddamn whistle. And they're out there blowing whistles. Go out there and time that shit. 1.2 seconds off the ball. Boom. Where you are supposed to put a hand on a person. By 1.2 seconds, your ass should have a hand on somebody. And now all you got to do is hold it down for another 3.2, 3.8 seconds. Hell, 3.4. Mathematicians out there, do your number. Makes sense. And it's doable. And it's possible. I'm making it just so fucking difficult. We put it on ourselves. But before I um, say anything in response to that, we have Nacho in the box with cheese. What's going on, brother? How are you? Happy Friday. He must have got himself on mute, and he'll jump in when he feels he needs to. It's going to be good hearing from that brother, because I definitely want to hear his take on, of course, the Green Bay Packers and how he feels they might have improved or not, but he'll give us all of that conversation. All right, so my next question. I know it's going to sound weird, but it's a real thing. Is there any jealousy that we want to bring up? And I know I hit that right on the head, LRP, when I said it, because I can already tell 
the brain is smiling and the <laughs> new tr- the, yeah, I know what's going on. That's why I brought it up. Yo. Is there, is there any, over there, look, bro. you can't even let me get the question. I got, I knew you were excited, there, bro. bro. I know you're excited. So, of course, we're going to let you go first. But, Freezy, real quick, of course, Nacho, we'll get to your question with your Packers first. But if you can remember this question as well, when you look around the league. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. No problem, I'm going to ride now. I'm going to All right. Not a problem. When you look around the league, what teams stand out to you on the moves that they've made, the way that they've played, and in this preseason you say, Mm-mm-mm. why can't that be us? Because I can say that because we're actually tr- truly, for the most part, we're disappointed in our preseason. Like there's no way to hide that or get around that. We're disappointed in it. We saw a shadow of some things, but we're tired of shadows. We want the sun to shine. We want that golden aura. We want that great silhouette, and we want that confidence moving into week one. And I don't think any of us have that right now. Yeah, we know the backstory. We know the realize the factors and all of those things. But LRP, what teams have you watched? What players have you watched? And what has got you jealous in this preseason? I'm going to mute myself because I know what's going to happen right now. You know what it is, too? It sucks because I hate one I hate one of them. But the other one I never really even paid any attention to because even in the same town, I just felt like that roommate that just never leaves. So it was like, fuck them always just out of vicinity. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, the, the what the fuck? And the Jets, bro. What the fuck's in the Jets? Got my sons, man. They got my sons, bro. And they, man, the Jets, yo. I know they lost Carl Lawson. That's a huge blow after actually watching them. The dude is a fan of Baki, bro. I'm going to tell you, sidebar, sidebar. The Giants YouTube channel sucks. All right? I'm just going to say that. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Get like 11 minutes of listening to PDOT and, and smoke and highlights and sight, sights and sounds. It ain't about shit for real. All it is, come on, let's be honest. Oh, we, we be fanatican over that shit. Compared to what the other teams that I've seen, kind of like the Cardinals, they got so much access, bro. They do like whole exposés and shit. We get fucking sitting in chairs. Dancing and trying to put their face in the camera. But, you know, it's so, they're whack, bro. You've been pacifying us for long, but now I didn't look behind the curtain. You must have been getting over. I tell you what, Kamara's making, yo, it's cheap. Yeah, fucking cheap. That's what I realized. But anyway, that was Cardinals. The what the fuck and the Jets are going to be nice. Are going to be nice. And. Those are the teams that I, I think uh, uh, I'm going to be watching. Um, just Jared Patterson, Jamin Davis, Isaiah Simmons in the second year, Mur- uh, Murphy, Byron Murphy in the second year, Kyler Murray, 
Yo, they're blind. I'm so jealous, and that's the other part of your question. I'm so jealous of all of these teams because they've got it, especially the Jets. Their line is ridiculous, bro. That's how you freaking do it. Within a year, they flipped this thing. They got Moses. They got McGovern. They got Vera Tucker. They got Beckton. What? And then you got a surgical, ridiculous Jim Jim McMahon, second coming, better than the original, but got the attitude of him. What? Throwing, slinging in New York? What? Come on, son. And they got Michael Carter. They got Corey Davis. What the fuck's got? Deami Brown, Jared Patterson. Cardinals, man, come on. Me, me that thing more. Those teams are going to be dope. And if you imagine those players on our squad, don't tell me I don't know what the fuck I know when I'm looking at fuck out here. Oh, y'all, we, we, we fucking celebrating gold bottles. You know what I'm saying? Fucking got the world drinking gold bottles. So, everybody grab your shades because some boys is bright. <laughs> And, of course, this day is being solidified. We have someone else with us. I will not say this person's name because I want him to introduce himself on his own. Caller, let the people know who you is. Ah, yeah, mess your intro up, man. (laughs) Get involved. That's when cold come out of nowhere. I try to to be as cool as I could, too. But anyway, I'm going to let him do his thing. I ain't going to steal his thunder. So listen, LRP, that spelled jealousy. When you just spoke, that spelled jealousy. Huh? Green with envy. I know. If if you catch the pun. (laughs) Of course I do. Of course I do. See, but the thing about Unintended, it is this. How is it that we see what they can But everybody else sees what we see outside of the organization. And I will never for the life of me be able to pinpoint that. I will never be able to say, how is it that me and my brothers can analyze a player, put him on this team to improve it, but you guys don't see it, and every other team picks these guys, and they improve their team and beat us with the players we choose as well. Look you at the Jets' blueprint. Going blind. <laughs> Look at the Jets' blueprint, right? Got this boy alive. Got this boy receivers. Got this boy a better defense. Kind of moderate in the running game, but it'll improve. Most of all, got this boy a head coach that ain't having nothing. Straight punishment. If y'all don't know who Robert Salah is, y'all better learn. Because I've been talking about him quite some time. That boy, that man is a Terminator. Yo, you put a, a black bulletproof vest on and some commando paint on his face, bro. You're like screaming the whole way. Ah! 
Why'd you get in my house? Yo. That man got yeah, a look about him. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not playing. He's not playing. I thought he is. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, that's what he looked like. He's not bullshitting. And if y'all don't know, go look, into, look at his interviews. But also, look at his team. He has creative control of the players that they pick in that roster. And you best believe his insight, his analytical abilities, his ability to coach and be a defensive-minded coach on top of an understanding what kind of offense you build after you build a defense or whatever the I case may who be. The OC is, but the OC is yeah. but the OC um it, he's connected. So I forgot. Damn. There's a Kevin Bacon shit in there somewhere, but I'll get to it later. But the O C is dope too. He designed they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And this dude is creative. He did He's smooth. The, the way he talked, Zach Wilson talked about the transition. You talking about Michael Floor, right? Is that the? Uh, yeah, the I think OC? that's the coordinator for the Jets, Michael Floor. Okay, yeah. Oh no, wait. Is that ain't uh what's the name, brother? Unless they're brothers, but I don't know his name. You talking about Matt name, Lafleur? I don't know all that. Matt Lafleur. You know yeah, you talking about Matt Lafleur? Okay. I don't know. His name is Mike. Is that LaFleur. who you? Is that what you're talking about? Mike, Matt Lafleur. Nah, I don't. I don't know. I, I personally don't know. I don't keep up with them. Oh. I'm too jealous well, to want to talk on. about them. Yeah, I don't keep. Yeah, up with I don't mean to get his name or nothing like that. All I was saying is that yeah, he's so that similar that I could get it. Very dope to what Zach Wilson does. All right. Oh yeah. Listen, That's we got Shakes Montana Manine with us, man. I don't know what's going on. He must have his cell phone mute or whatever. Oh, okay. You feel me? The man been sitting here. I didn't want to seal his intro on the thunder, you know, but. Uh, I ain't going to cut nobody off. Oh, nah, bro. We, we, we on chopping on? it up. Ain't nothing, bro. We chopping it up about these injuries yeah. that we didn't know about going into week one. Kenny Galladay's, you know, quote, I sent that to you as well. And, um. You know, are we forcing these players back too early? That's the question that I want to ask you. You're okay with all of these guys coming back week one? Or are we forcing them on the field due to the fact that we know that we had injuries and setbacks because this is how you end careers? We did it last year to Barkley. We did it to Odell Beckham. We're doing it to Andrew Thomas. Obviously, they couldn't hold back no more on Matt Pert, Shane Lemieux, can't hold back on those things, but are we sending these players into the fire too early? That's what they do, man. It's just it's their job. If you are able to go out there, then you go out there, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's just it. Right. It's like it's been shown if able to go to work. Able to go out there. If you're able to go to work and shit, you think your your boss and manager going on my fucking look at you and say, oh, you stay at home because you had, like, a light cough or something? I mean, no, you're able to go and be there, my dear. Now, and I am not sure what I'm work, saying, but if you, you are able to go, then you must be there. 
period. Now, I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to go and be totally insensitive to the people being hurt or whatever, but if you cannot go, bro, please stay, stay the fuck home. But if you can rock, bro, this is week one, man. We ain't talking about week six. We ain't talking hey, about motherfucking week. <laughs> We've been losing opening games for the last four years. That's why you got to be out there, bro. If you can go out there, go out there, bro. Shit. I, I ain't worrying about no shame with new injuries or all that shit, bro. Because, like, if they can't go, they can't go. If they they going, all hands on deck. Man. All right. I mean, I hear you. I just, I only disagree because look what it has gotten us, and all hands on deck got us still afraid of the hands that's not on deck and has put us in a position where we're losing fingers on each hand. That's the only reason I'm saying that. If you, if what you're saying, and I'm not saying I'm against what you're saying, I'm saying what you're saying has allowed us to be in this position right here. If you don't, if you can get up and go to work, by all means, give it your best shot. But don't be dumb enough to know you sicker than what you are don't be dumb enough to know he's sicker than what he said and still send him in there. Now, that right there, as you said, you're not insensitive to the player's injuries, but let's talk about keeping it real about what their injuries are, knowing the status that could you can bring them to, which is re-aggravating or keeping their injury longer, them having it longer, instead of allowing them to heal up properly. Now, that right there is a huge deal, and we're dealing with that now. By, not, by keeping these injuries hidden from us and not saying nothing, it allows a player to think he's actually better than what he is. Now I'm going to lie to him, allow him to have false confidence, and he's going to fuck it up anyway when he gets into the game. Now, we've seen this for five years straight, where a player wasn't himself, and got into a game, and they left him in the game longer than he should have been in there, and he fucked the game up for us. We're losing games because of this, and it's apparent. It's obvious, nothing secretive about it. The only thing they thought they was hiding was the injury, but that shit is showing up on game day, and we are getting slaughtered because of it. Anybody else want to touch on that topic? Are these secretive injuries hurting us? I already said my piece. Got you. Freezy just came back. Freezy is with us again. Freezy, are these secretive injuries hurting us openly on game days? He must be still driving. Yeah, my audio still jammed up. But, yeah, they fucking us up, man. They been fucking us up. You know what I'm saying? But I'll be home in the back. <laughs> All right, no problem at all. How's my background? Thank you. Oh, your background is good, brother. And we don't hear nothing except for you. Okay, I'm driving too, so let me know if it starts getting a little crazy. Um, Are you good? uh, Go ahead, uh, question. I I wasn't really listening at all. Uh, I just kind of got in the last couple minutes. Not a problem, brother. First off, that's nacho in the box with cheese. What I wanted to hear from you earlier, and of course now, is how do you feel about your current 53-man roster? Do you feel you guys improved, 
or do you feel you guys took a back step? How do you feel about your current 53-man roster? Are you as confident in your team as you was last year that you are this year? Now, we all think we're going to know the answer to that, but we want to hear it from you anyway. Um, I'm driving, driving now, so I was stopped earlier, so if the background gets crazy, just let me know. So pretty much uh, how it goes is, is I think it's 19 or 20 starters uh, from the 22 last year. Um, now, that's not Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is bringing back 22 or 22, and they get A-B for a full season. So uh, th- there are teams that are doing that. It's not an anomaly or anything like that. But um, that does give you, as a fan, some confidence uh, to bring back those players. Um, off season, you know, we did the Randall Cobb move, bring back a player that was already on the team that proved he could he could he could uh, play well. Um, it, it just it, it it comes down to uh, how we utilize the younger the the youth of uh, of our team. Um, we know what we're gonna get from pretty much everyone uh, who's a veteran or been around for a few years. There's gonna be no surprises. Um, we're hoping that maybe a Kevin King steps up and doesn't shit the bed like he did in the NFC Championship game. Um, but other than that, uh, you're coming back with a lot of team players. Um, the only coaching change you have is a defensive coordinator, um, and, and that really is just, uh, it, it, I don't want to say lateral, but there's not much change. Of course, you're going to have a verbiage and, and, and things of that nature with the actual defense, but uh, the defense kind of, uh, we know what it's going to be. A lot of man. We have some, uh, you know, with Jair and them boys it, it's trying to get it, get some man defense, and then of course bring pressure with Zedarius and Preston, and then hopefully Rashawn Gary in, in, in year three, year four get gets that next step. So um, again, it's just, uh, you know, what two years, thirteen and three, back to back NFC Championship games. It's just you, you want to take the next step. There's nothing really you could do, um, with the exception of maybe you know, trading all your picks to go get Julio or trading all your picks to go get, uh, you know, a grade A, you know, 99 club player, like getting Aaron Donald or getting somebody like that. There's nothing really you can do to this team that's going to say, oh, that team substantially got better. They're just a really good team. It's going to play really well, uh, and it is what it is. Um, I believe um, earlier I did hear a little was a jealousy question. Um, Again, jealousy, no. Um, but there is teams that I like, like you guys talked about that are doing the right things that you're not really jealous of, but you look at and you go, man, they're really starting to get it together, whether or not they can put it on the field for, you know, wins and, and get to, you know, the playoffs and the promised land. That's a different story. Uh, but of course, um, you have to look at what New York is doing, uh, in the jets. You have to look at what, uh, Arizona, like LRP said. Um, but again, there's just one team, um, in Florida, uh, and it's the Miami Dolphins. Um, they have a lot going on. There's a lot of moving pieces. They bring back the corner, although they, you know, they cut Kyle Van Noy. They just actually happen to save a lot of money and moving with the youth. And, and, and if Tua can take that step, stay healthy, and, and be in in there, and, and, and we can see the progression, um, that's a team that I think did, you know, some head scratching moves at the, at the beginning of, of off season and free agency, but at the end it all kind of like put together. And of course now they're in a prime position. Uh, what happens in Houston and that stuff, uh, they might be able to go get Deshaun Watson. Uh, but 
that aside of everything, they've got money, they've got players, they've got talent at lots of positions. So, again, Miami's a team that, that I just got to take a step back for me and go, they might be going in the right direction. Now, again, they're in a division where the Patriots might be going back to where they were. The Bills are where, what they are. And then, of course, the Jets. So that's a division that uh, you could probably look at and go, man, from last two, three years, and we exception the Patriots going to the Super Bowl, so they're just a year, that division has kind of stepped its game up um, looking towards uh, trying to dethrone what would be their, their king in, in, in New England. So, um, again, when, when you know, for the better part of two decades, you, you're about 80% sure you're going to win games every game, every week. Um, there isn't much to be jealous of around the league. Um, and then when you have the reigning MVP um, at the most important position, what, what's there to be jealous of at that? So um, you, you just go ahead and uh, uh, look at what's going to be uh, a really fun season. And we got full stadiums and we got everything back. So, um, uh, again, on, on a somber note, uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, uh, get back, get right. Um, you know, I am kind of glad we don't got to play them at home now. We get to play them at Jacksonville, but the circumstances are not which one I would want to uh, – uh, by which I would want to – I don't know how to phrase that grammar. I don't want to, you know, play them not at home under these circumstances. So, um, you know, it, get you know get that city right, and hopefully they're, they're all good in uh, NFL stuff, but – uh, my goodness, this is going to be a fun season for a lot of teams. And um, I guess with you guys, um, you know, it, it seems, you know, I'll just run right into it. The expectation seems to be what it has been over the last few years, a 50-50 split, maybe 60-40. Um, people not so much, you know, happy with not necessarily the front end, but the back end of the roster, the quality depth that would be um, in case anything happens whether it be in this year a COVID, you know, freak accident, you got to take five days off on a Saturday, you're not going to be able to play Sunday or a Monday. Um, those type of things are real now, and it's it, that's what really um, – that's what's really going to separate, I think, and not just talking about the Giants, but a lot of teams in the NFL are going to find out how much quality depth they have because I believe it's only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are 100% vaccinated, and that, that still means you got to take five days off. So um, that whole, you know, that whole process of, you know, close contacts and stuff like that, it's not necessarily if somebody got a tweaked hand, if somebody got a pectoral muscle, somebody got an ankle, if somebody got a shoulder, if somebody got an elbow, those are going to be, you know, those are every year. This COVID is really, really going to fuck teams over because if you got a close contact, you know, especially if you got an important position that does, that's not vaccinated, you got a close contact. They're going to be out for whatever day, three, five days, or two straight days of, of, of uh, negative tests. Um, and, and my goodness. So um, I think that's the biggest issue with the Giants is the depth. Uh, there is some, you know, starter quality that you would like to see progress and get better. Uh, but as it pertains to the overall, would you say, 53, um, I think that's what I hear and what I've kind of been hearing over the last few years, um, you know. And, and – Part and parcel with the Jets, uh, what they've been able to do, and, and, and I think um, a lot of it stems from the fact that they had a guy in Sam Darnold. They thought they had a guy in Sam Darnold. So they were trying to build a team around him. Regardless of whatever you we may think about Sam Darnold on the outside, that team really believed that that was their guy. 
So they were not worried about a quarterback position. They were not worried about having to go get another guy. That front office was all in on that guy. Um, and, of course, if, you know, shit happens, he gets mono, he sucks, and then they got to ship him out. But, and then the Giants, it just doesn't seem like that front office was fully behind Daniel Jones uh, to me. And I think that may be a differentiating, differentiating thing again. I just don't understand how you go through an entire offseason with probably one of the most, I don't want to, you know, intelligent, but one of the most uh, smartest men when it comes to the defensive line is David Gettleman, and he totally ignores the offensive line. I, I don't understand that, um, but at the end of the day, um, this is a new league, um, and if, you know, points on the board get you wins, that, that, that can get it done, but... Um, this isn't a team that, you know, last year was able to put a point. This year you get the new weapon. You, you know, hopefully your offensive coordinator learns how to, you know, offensive coordinate, and then, you know, you put some points on the board that way. So um, there's just a lot a lot going on um, all over the league, and then uh, so much more we could touch on because we only touch on a few more teams. But uh don't want to run too much time or, you know, take over. I don't know if you guys have anything else or what's going on here. <clears throat> Yeah, no, good, um, bro. just about to hear your talk, man. But uh, I just wanted to address a couple of things that you said. Um, as far as like the team not backing up Danny Jones, I disagree with that. And the reason why <clears throat> is um, distinctly because you look at these two draft classes and these quarterbacks in these draft classes. It was this year and last year's. 2020, which I was lobbying for for two years. But when you look at those two classes and they just ignored the quarterback position and said, "That's no, we good with, with with our guy, that's backing up your guy. Now, whether you're talking about is the protection factor to that is whether my, my compadres agree or not, but this is definitely what Gettleman was thinking. His arrogance was this is the line that I presented. I drafted Hernandez. I drafted Lemieux. I drafted Pert. I drafted Thomas. This is the line, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the line that um, I presented. This is the line that I bought. I got trust in this line. Now I want to bring the depth to this line. I want the backups. But so happened, the backups quit on them. It was too rough. It was too tough. So now we're scrambling, trying to find our depth for the offensive line, which, you know what I mean, we're not fully confident into the, four, the five starters that he presented to us. But this is what we're going on. So you say we didn't, uh, we didn't give or we don't back Daniel Jones up. Like, I totally disagree. We backed him up till we can't do it no more. We even gave him all the weapons that he could have so he wouldn't have no excuses in this year three. You're in a system, the the same system that you was in last year for the first time. So, yeah, they backed the boy up. Now we'll see if it pays dividends because if it doesn't and he fails and he is a failure, and you just coughed up these two beast-ass fucking quarterback classes. Now, 
that that's your legacy going forward. That's what's going to be what they say about you. Let's see right there. You motherfucking sat there and went with Daniel Jones and had all the confidence, but you motherfucking sat there and let Tua go, Herbert go, motherfucking Fields, um, uh, and the list goes on. Alan? Real quick, right there, right where you said how you feel that they did back him up because they didn't go after these quarterbacks, feel mm-hmm. that they did not back him up by letting go of all these old line drafts. Because just with last year and this, this past year, old line was there to be had. This line could be complete with last year. And this year, which, and we, and to Nacho's point, we had the same draft picks and almost positioning as the Jets. I would line up, and as far as like our breakdown the picks of each round, we were kind of like right there. They were able to get the Veritakers and uh, free agency. Pick up McGovern. Sean Slater's Tristan Wirfs. You know what I'm saying? Sean Slater, Tristan Wirfs, Tyler Badass. Just, just that line could be, those three names could be there. Wirfs, Slater, Tyler Badass. And that's just three names. And this year they could have replaced those names with Vera Tucker, Deontay Brown, Liam Eckenberg, Ben Cree Humphreys. I mean, so, you know, that was negligent. That was negligent. I, I've already said my piece yeah, on it. Yeah. I'm not going to be the dead horse. That's all. That was just my rebuttal point. And uh, I know yeah, you and, 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 know your rebuttal, but yeah, let me. Yeah, and that's where it's the same answer when it comes to natural shit. Because that's where I disagree. Now, like you looking at it in the standpoint of. They didn't go offensive line, especially in this last drive. But if you look at it in the standpoint of how he's looking at it, I already invested in line. I went out there and I drafted fourth overall a tackle. You know what I'm saying? I motherfucking also drafted another guard in that same draft. I drafted a guard the year before that in the second round. You know what I'm saying? I went out and paid big money, which failed, but I paid big money for a tackle. Also, that last year, I I got two tackles for you and a guard. I already invested in this position. Whether it worked out or panned out or not, I invested in this position. I did not ignore this position. This ain't work out. So when you look at it in that standpoint, he has he has protected Daniel. The shit just ain't work out. So after how many years do you just say you don't know what you're doing? <clears throat> Nacho, I'm going to get mad at you right now for using your brain and asking a good question to stupid fucking people in an organization. Please don't ask that question no more 
and forever hold your peace. Hmm. Thank you. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not as if, okay, it's one position or, or, or a set of positions. It's the offensive line. It's not as if um, he didn't go out and try to do other things, other positions. So, and again, the, the whole point of him going out and doing it and trying to and it not working out, it makes 100% sense. I just think after you've done it one year and it doesn't work and you do it another year and it doesn't work and you do it another year and it doesn't work, I think we should all agree that you don't know how to evaluate offensive linemen. So you should probably hand that off to somebody else or maybe, um, you know, not have that job anymore. Um, again, that that's at the latter. I don't say just because you don't know how to draft offensive linemen, uh, you should lose your job because you could also draft other players and, or pick other players or go free agents and stuff. Again, one position does not end all be all. But at the end of the day, if you realize that that's the one position that you are lacking in, whether it be evaluation, whether it be you matching him up with your team and your coaches, maybe they are, maybe your evaluation is good and he's a great player. That's why these players leave sometimes and they, they work out at other places. Maybe it is an evaluation on how they're going to work out with who you have as their coach, who you have as their special, uh, um, as their um, as their offensive line coach and things of that nature. So, uh, again, good. You know, year after year, again, he's done it. He's tried. He's wrong. Um, uh, do you do you fire all the scouts and, and, and try something new? Maybe. But you at this point, just saying he tried isn't enough because it's not relating to anything as it pertains to wins. And there's nothing going – you're getting, you're getting your number two overall hurt. You may get him hurt again, and you're not giving the quarterback any time to progress whether or not he's good or not. You can't tell. So it's just just, a dead-end road when it comes to the offensive line and me thinking that Dave Gettleman's ever going to get it right. But I can fully understand where you come from by saying he's been trying and trying and trying. It just doesn't work. But – you know, maybe next year in top five, you could try next year. You know what, Nacho? I think he goes wrong, and I'm sorry if I'm cutting off anybody, but where I think he goes wrong is his arrogance. You know what I'm saying? It's his arrogance. It's like what I see, and I don't give a fuck about what anybody see. It's what I see, and this is what's going to work. And it don't work, bro. It don't work. Whatever you see, it's wrong, bro. And I'm, this is what I'm saying about that. Because, no, and no, this is real shit. I'm not even trying to be funny or nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even trying to attack him or nothing. Because y'all know I defend him. But it goes into, you know what I'm saying, you look at last year, going to last year, <clears throat> and I'm going to go into the year before that, though. But going to last year, right, you had the 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 – the four elite tackles, four elite tackles, they all there on the board for you. And you go with the worst. And you say, because he's polished, this is our guy right there. And that's, and, and that's it. You sold on that. But everybody else is telling you Tristan Worse is better. Everybody else is telling you Jerry Wilson is better. They even had comments of Beckton being better. So you don't say you don't look at none of that. You just say fuck all what they saying. Thomas is my guy. First tackle, take it. 
Example number two is with the quarterback shit. When I said wait for 2020, wait. But yet, out of motherfucking all that shit, you motherfucking don't evaluate. And, and you fucking sat there and Googled and gagged about Herbert. You did that. You Google and God out about this motherfucker and then just say, well, fuck that, we can't wait. And pick Daniel Jones. The only quarterback that pan out in that fucking class was Kyler Murray. Everybody else a bum, just like I thought. Just like I said. That's Wait to 2020. No, his arrogance said this quarterback is the guy. I'm going to pick him. I understand the arrogance point. It's the arrogance that's killing this motherfucker, man. Go ahead. I'm done. (laughs) Nacho, before you you go, before you go, go, Nacho, I want to say this. Before you go, I want to say this. Shakes calls it arrogance. I call it ignorance. When you're just not good at something, and as well as your eyes and the organization's eyes and whoever makes decisions and the the analyst's eyes, it's ignorance. When you don't want to give up something you know that you're not good at, that's a part of the arrogance that he's talking about but I also call it ignorance. You don't have it. You don't got it. You have spent $200 million plus million in the last 10 years trying to get this line right. You have wasted numerous draft picks. You do not listen to the people who's telling you something better and, be- and more understanding than your own mindset. That's where Shake's arrogance thought process comes in again. But this is the final thought on this, and you guys can have it. We have 14 minutes left in the live show. Nacho, we are still playing 1980s football with old-ass leadership in this organization while everybody is playing 2010-2020 football. All these organizations have adapted to this game that we're playing now and we're still with this 1980s bullshit mentality. That's where the hiding injury shit come from. They did that shit in the 80s. That's where not uh, allowing players to really reach their full potential because you don't know what to do after you draft them and you see that they're failing. That's that 1980s shit, keeping players too long while we're losing games with them. All that's back in the day. Teams ain't doing that shit no more. Your ass is cut. It don't matter the name on the back of your jersey. Production is the name of the game, and we are not in the production game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Shakespeare for finally realizing it was his grandfather's fault and stopped trying to blame the motherfucking uh, fans. Amen to that shit. shit. Um, <laughs> And I was going to say another I word, and I was going to say in confidence because I feel like when it comes to the first round, with the exception of last year and the fact that he traded away and got two first rounds in the 2022 draft, I feel as if last year's pick is kind of like a, 
I could do whatever I want. I could have picked whoever. I could have picked a quarterback, and it really fucking wouldn't have mattered because I've got two picks next year in the first round, and I'm a genius. The first two years, it felt like whatever the the pundits told him to take Saquon, he took it. The pundits told him to take Andrew Thomas, even though throughout the course of the offseason and the combine and the senior day and all that other stuff, other tackles came out on top of Andrew Thomas. From the get-go, they told him to take Andrew Thomas. He took it. From the get-go, they said Saquon Barkley was the thing. He ran with that. He took him. So I feel as if it's incompetence when it comes to the first and early rounds. You do what the pundits tell you to do. And if you're if your scouting department and all those other people don't have the galls, the gumption of the balls to stand up to you, they're just going to listen to you. And that's where I get it from with, with this guy is, the later rounds, you know, it, it's it's more than it's it's whatever. Fifty fifty is you know far from it. It's like a twenty eighty when you get to round four, five, six, seven, eight, and if those guys are going to pan out or not. So those picks are those picks. But one, two, and three, I feel as if he just does what the people who you know the the Kuipers and the McShades and the Rappaports and those type of people they tell him what to do, and then he does it. It seems like there's no change. There's no evaluation process over that whole offseason where you clearly saw three, at minimum, three tackles perform and be better than Andrew Thomas, and he still took him. I just I don't, I don't get it. And, and she, here's the thing, and this is where I disagree with you. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it was him just listening to the pundits you know what I'm saying? Well, everything would have told you in that draft. But see, let me let me just exclude that Saquon shit because that was the right thing to do, okay? All right, pundits, whether that was your evaluation, whatever the case may be, that was the right shit to do, especially looking at in hindsight with the quarterbacks who was taken after that, probably besides Lamar Jackson, and you could have had him possibly if you traded up in the first round. But whatever, you know what I mean? Anyway. Right, Fact. that Never was the, that was the great that. thing to do. Right, that was that was the thing to do. But let's go into the the Daniel Jones thing. If he goes on to the with the pundits, as you would say, then everything would have told you to go with somebody that they had that was possibly the best player in the draft, you know, top three. Oh, you know what I mean, and every fucking mock draft going up to that shit in the fucking pass rusher Josh Allen. Okay, he was right there, but instead, you chose Daniel fucking Jones. The the pundits were saying that Daniel Jones was going in the second round. Okay, so it wasn't on no damn pundits. That was his fucking arrogance, bro. Okay, that was his arrogance saying, okay, because I took Saquon Barkley and everybody fucking jumped down my throat about not taking a quarterback. Well, I'm definitely taking a quarterback now, and I'm going to give y'all fucking Daniel Jones. Today, Shakes, can I just say something before you say anything else? I want the whole world to know something right now. I love you, Shakes Montana Manai. I love you. Today, I love you. I don't know about mm-hmm. Monday. I don't know about Saturday, but I just want to tell you I love you. That's it. Uh, We we could talk about, you know, 
uh, that, I mean, the number two pick being the right pick with, you know, top, what is it, three wins, four wins, five wins after that, I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, how you – I don't know how we're going to grade that. I mean, it, you would want to win if it was the right pick. I don't care. Anyways. No, so, no, you know what, he, you know what he's saying, Nacho? I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to just emphasize it one time because we only got a couple of minutes anyway, bro? and you guys can have right. it. He's saying – there's no way we would be a losing team if he would have actually listened to the Lewis Riddicks, the Todd McShays, the whoever is on that panel during draft time, because their picks was better than ours. And everybody that was slated to us right now is doing their thing in the NFL, bro. Everybody. All the guys that was there for, you know what, I think the Giants go here, right here, while we was on the clock. And then when we walked to the podium, we had to accept what he did. And look at what his exceptions have got us. Losing. Daniel Jones was an exception, bro. Let's always get that out there. We accepted that. And if it's... But no. It's on you, my really, brother. You got it. What Nacho is trying to say, and let me, let me just say this. But what, what Nacho is going at, it's the whole Saquon, the decision to go with Saquon is what he was trying to say. Like, okay, you went Saquon, but y'all still winning four games. But my point about it is it is the right thing to do, even hindsight, looking at it, because what quarterback after that, after Baker Mayfield, in that draft class, that you can say, oh, my gosh, he would have took us to the motherfucking level. Besides Lamar Jackson, and we was all saying he should go to the second round in that fucking year, right? Which he went the last pick in so, the fucking draft. So you're right. You're, I got to I got I got to bring. You know hold saying? on, I got to bring up my oh, son. Josh but, Allen was in that draft. I'm gonna let it go though. Yeah, he was too. So look, okay, I, yeah. get it, I get it. If Josh, I understand okay. if I understand if if your end all be all is quarterback or running back, but I mean this is a league where you know, offensive line matters. And you could have taken an offensive line. You could have traded up into the end of the first and got Lamar Jackson. You could have taken some other position. And I think whether or not it would have been wins or losses, yes, I just don't know. To say hindsight it was a good pick, it makes no sense when the L's just piled up after you picked it. So if you're saying it's the right pick because the other pick had to be a quarterback, then I guess you would be right. But it's not the right pick if you're a good general uh, manager. You, you can go and get hey, off the line. You can fix the problem that you still have five years later in the offensive line, and then you can address the quarterback position later. Now, arrogance, which your, 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 your assumption of the Daniel Jones draft doesn't sound like arrogance. It sounds like an old man that's stubborn and pissed off that – people are, are talking bad about him. So I'm going to go take what you want me to take, which is a quarterback, but I'm going to take the worst quarterback from a basketball school so y'all can suffer and y'all can understand why I did what I did. So that's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound as if I went and I'm arrogant, I'm going to go pick this guy because I love him. No, it sounds to me that's, as if that's exactly what it was. I, I, went, exactly I, went and got, I went and got the running back that I wanted, which, you know, end all, be all, was hurt within three years and couldn't play a full season, and we still aren't winning. And before that, I could have taken, uh, you know, 
we've run off the quarterbacks that you could have taken before Daniel Jones. We've run off the offensive linemen you could have taken before and after Daniel Jones. So the, and the defensive again, player that we could have taken to change the Again, if your end-all, be-all is running back Saquon Barkley or any of those quarterbacks, the argument is there to be had. Because none of those quarterbacks, with the exception of Josh Allen, is actually doing anything. MVP status within year three, AFC championship. There's nobody else doing what he's doing, except for Lamar Jackson, but he's barely scraping wins in the playoffs. So the, the, the whole point of that, I get that. But that doesn't mean that it's the right or the, the best decision when your GM could have fixed parts of the team that are still bad to this day. That's all I'm saying. And that's GM worth his salt would have said exactly what it did, exactly what Shakes just said, and then you alluded to. It's what Shakes said and what you alluded to, which is, fixing this whole thing in that draft. They could have had the year flip that the Jets just did last year if they just would have did it the right way. Eli was still here. You would have, If you would have given Eli a daggone line, what Saquon, not get rid of Odell, not get rid of Odell, and then you would have got, even after Saquon, See, this is what people don't understand. You you can solidify. You could, you had the opportunity to solidify all that shit and still gotten your quarterback in Lamar Jackson who would have sat behind Eli for a whole goddamn year until Eli was ready to go, and you had a Green Bay situation with a Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, and that man can leave on his own damn power when he wants to because you know you got the golden ticket of Pat Holmes lookalike sitting right there in Lamar Jackson, who can sling it? Yes, he had the opportunity, and he still can. He's doing what he's doing in Baltimore. I think he would have still been able to do that and more on the throwing side because he's still got a lot of doubters there. I believe that if he would have had the opportunity to sit behind Eli Cole, the clipboard, he would be just as exceptional as Josh Allen throwing the ball on top of what he can do with his other talent. So. No, this dude has been incompetent since, I mean, you know, he, two steps forward, three steps back. This is not a drill. We've said this before, and that's where he messed up. He could have had Saquon, he could have had Lamar Jackson, and he could have fixed the line, and he could have got a guy to help push them to the following year where they would have solidified and completely fixed it along with the other addition, and what makes it so negligent, so inexcusable, this is the last point, last point, which makes it so inexcusable, this year you had a stout draft and offensive lineman, and you got none of them. You got Brett Hedge at the end, undrafted free agent after the draft was over. You did not get not a one. And the person that you traded up for in the third, fourth round is now on IR. Look, look, I, I understand this is NFL, and everything you do isn't 100%, and it's not even 50-50 half the time. So, you know, saying that, you know, you guys go ahead and get these offensive linemen and Lamar Jackson doesn't mean that the Clapper's going to be able to put it all together and you guys are going to have an offense. So 
again, that doesn't necessarily mean that all things are fine and dandy. You're a 14-win team, 13-win team, and all this other stuff. But it's just the arrogance, incompetence, and whatever word you want to put it at for one set of positions. And I say one position because offensive line to me is a whole five guys working as one. We know how that, you know, the cliches go. He's been bad at it. Whether or not, like Shake said, he's tried and he's gotten it wrong, or in the draft he just doesn't even try, there is just a problem with that position set that needs to be addressed, whether it is the scouting department, whether it is him, whether whatever it may be, it needs to be addressed because, like I said, before Eli was gone, this has been a problem with your team. Like, you, you went out and you got defensive players one year, and you made it all the way to the playoffs. The next year, you don't do anything to help the offense. With the defense that went out there and gave up, what, 13, 14 points a game, was doing things that the 2010 and the 2011 defense was did for Eli, and the offense just wasn't there for Eli to get it done. Did nothing the following season to help him, to, to, to help that offense get over the hump. And then from the, the next preceding three or four years, you considerably do nothing in the draft, and you whiff all the time in free agency. So, you know, going back and, and, you know, hindsight and looking out the past, is, 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 it's a fun conversation and it's always great because negativity will always be protected. But looking forward, there's nothing being done this year that I see that has made this offensive line get any better. It probably got worse. And that means nothing good for a guy coming off an ACL tear and a quarterback trying to make it in a league, if all he had was protection, it seems like he might be able to. Back. Nacho, let me say something else. I hope that is the difference. Like I said in early, oh, I hope this all is Hold on, let me, um, let me get this out, brothers. Let me get this out. I've been patient. Let me say this to Nacho real quick. I warned you once, right? And that was about 27 minutes ago. Don't make me warn you again. <laughs> you understand? I'm, I'm, I'm not playing with you. I love you. And I'm asking you kindly, don't do it again. The next time you go on a little soliloquy, don't say that understanding shit. Don't say that shit with a thinking cap on. And do not allow yourself to get that far in depth in positivity and the connectivity with us, which automatically fucking equivalates to a negativity because that's what we all staring at. Mind your business. Stay green and yellow and far away from New York as Wisconsin is. Mind, watch your mouth, Nacho. I'm going to start muting them. I'm going to start muting you because the shit is making me mad. I'm I mean, I can, you that right I can now. keep it stop, green stop. and I can keep it. I'll keep it green and gold. Yeah, I'll keep, keep it green and gold. I don't, I don't want to hear that. You, you, you as an organization, like a knife. Green Bay. Right. Look, yo, look, you want to keep it green and gold? Yo, tell me about my son over there, man. Tell me about my son. Real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 real quick. You're right, you're right, though. Real quick. Offensive line, keeping it Wisconsin, keeping it Green Bay. You, as a, as a front office, should realize that the center position is the most important position in the NFL on the offensive line. You lose your best center, the only center, to 
a team who's got a pretty good quarterback in Justin Herbert in L.A. And what do you do? Well, you go in the second round, you get the best center rated from Wisconsin to replace him. So will it work at Hopefully. But I know my team is able to do things that I know will help us win in the future. Did we get better? No, I don't think we got much better than we were last year. Maybe the same. But when you're 13-3 and three and make it to an NFC championship game, I think that's all you're really trying to do is keep it at the same and just try to, you know, fix some mistakes that you made along the way. So, you know, keeping it in Wisconsin, you know, you, you, you just want to see that from your front office. You lose a star center. You go out in the second round. You pick a center, Josh Myers from Wisconsin, who was one of the top-rated centers in all of college football. So, things, and again, it, it's – Will it work out? Who knows? He could fucking fumble the first two dry series in, in, in Jacksonville against New Orleans, and I'm washed, and it's a fucking piece of shit pick at 62. So, again, NFL is 50-50, but you just want your front office to do those things that you feel will help the team out in the long run. And in my opinion, they, your front office has not helped the most important position at quarterback. And to you guys, the most important position at running back because of how valuable and how high a draft pick Saquon Barkley was. You, Yeah, I'm here with you, brothers. I'm just letting you guys do your thing. I'll chime in later. Am I on? Ah, can y'all hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. I can hear you, Shakes. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, why? Well, I mean, we'll see how it all turns out. But, yeah, this position has been an anomaly and whether he say he tried or he didn't man he went out there it's like I can see if he didn't go out there and went with the fourth overall pick and try to take a tackle he did that I can see if he didn't pay big money to a tackle to try to fix it, he did that. I didn't see if he didn't go in these later rounds and try to grab some of these guys up. Will Hernandez, Lemieux. Yeah, I mean, like, he did those things. So, to me, that's more than trying. You know what I mean? They just ain't pan out. Now, we're talking about in a three-year span, though. We're talking about guys that's got to learn. It's going to take a season. Guys like Thomas, Pert, Lemieux, it should, it should register. It should hit them right now. This is the year for them. 
they got to take a, a huge step up. And I think that's what was Gettleman's mind. Like, I invested and I drafted these guys. Now I got to give them the chance to play. It may look bad in their rookie season or it may look rough. But now I got to give them their chance and their time to play. Now, me, I'm a little more greedier than that. So me, I would definitely have invested in, in the offensive lineman, paying big money. If that was me, if I was making decisions. Because I, I can't can't really I don't really have the time to sit there and say, I got I gotta wait for you to motherfucking develop. Like if you don't develop and beat this guy out that I motherfucking pay big money to, then fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like fuck you. Get your ass on the bench. I don't have that luxury. But see, he had that confidence and said, this is, I'm going on what I invested in. So he didn't make a move to a lot of us displeasure. But we'll see if it pans out or not. Y'all demolishing this shit, and the season ain't even start yet. We didn't even see the product. We see in preseason games, where they just getting their feet wet and we like, oh my God, doomsday, disaster. Let the shit play out. See if these kids can develop. If they bums, then they bums. Give them the fuck about it. This is a evaluation for a lot of motherfuckers. Daniel Jones, coaches, general manager, fucking water boy. A lot of people's jobs are on the line. This year, there's no luxury of saying, oh, I just got here last year. We have been here, so there's no excuses. You're not a fresh face. So this is the year. That's why I go into the year, even though I'm not confident in Daniel Jones, I'm like, yo, I'm back, you know what I mean, I see he is the bum that I know he to be. But until then, I back this shit. I back Daniel Jones. I hope he is successful. Him being successful means we be successful. But if he's a bum like I think he is, then get him the fuck up out of here. And not only him, but the motherfucker that bought him here. Fuck out, too. This is evaluation for all that shit. That's why I keep saying I'm going in this season with house money, bro. Because if we win, great. If we lose, then motherfucking heads should be on chopping blocks. This is exactly what I want. No more saying, oh, is it the year that he going to get fired? No, if he fails, he should be fucking fired. 
oh, is it the year that this quarterback develops? No, this is the fucking year the quarterback should develop. Oh, is this the year the running back stays healthy? No, this is the year he needs to stay fucking healthy. There's no excuses for nobody, son. So that's what I'm going into this season with. That's why I got the positivity that I got. Because if everybody meets their expectations and their potential, then we should be a great fucking team. But if they fail, then heads should be on a chopping block. Power of positivity. Oh, it's a new day. Yes, it is. That's my friend right there, motherfucker. That's my friend right there. That's my friend right there. Somebody got something to say. We love you. Yeah. I see it, man. I a change the is coming. I see the light. A change is a coming. And we almost there. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. I said stay on the scene. Get on up. I'm like Jake the Lean. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Oh, he didn't drop the mic. Don't nobody even want to say nothing now after my man is spoke. Eh? Anybody? Comment? Hmm? Hmm. Okay. That's it. There's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> you know. So, let's see what they give us, man. Yeah, I mean, like, let's, let's see what it is. There's an evaluation for everything, man. Like, LRP, man. Yeah, I mean, your gripe is with coaching staff, with the general manager, even the owner. Can't do shit about the owner, but maybe the other owner will stop doing that. Maybe. But this is the evaluation for all those things that you got right about, that you got all this animosity with. Every year you're disappointed. Well, if it's a failure, they're gone, and maybe you get your wishes. I don't want to take the anger and gripes and animosity away from that law, Pete, but it's a couple of us thrown in that vacuum. You know, I got hatred in my blood. You know? <laughs> so, you know, we all. 
Yeah. I ain't letting them take the hate. We all have. Yeah, we all got hatred in our When you're losing, there's a reason why you're losing. And you point these things out. And everybody has their own reasoning of why. And then some people get the the answers that they want. Like some people will say, oh, it's the defense, man. And then we get the answer of, you know what I mean, now the defense is great. Defense is great again. You know what I mean? So for those people that was griping about the defense, they ain't really griping about that no more. But when your your problems with the team doesn't get answered, and then they show up again and again and again and again, then you're like, well, somebody has to go. Somebody has to go. It's not producing it to win. So everybody has their problems. Everybody has their fingers to point at. My my shit is the quarterback position. I see bad teams get taken by a great quarterback to to places beyond their beliefs. I didn't see teams that was terrible but had a great quarterback or good with no quarterback but ain't go nowhere. It's always the head. Pause. It's like the head of the table. Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? It's always the leadership, bro. You go as far as the leadership table. I, I posted y'all the motherfucking interview between Justin Tuck and Eli Manning. I wasn't sure that y'all watched that before or not. But just hearing Eli Manning talk about the game. Talk about his leadership of the team. That is a quarterback. That's what I want to see from Danny Jones. That's why I am I'm looking and pointing everything at the quarterback because the team will go as far as good as your quarterback is. When them motherfuckers don't want to play no more, when they fucking tired, when they've been fucking working and busting their ass for months on end, camp, preseason, season on end, and they tired, they ain't seen their motherfucking families in all that motherfucking time. Who going to sit there and say, yo, all right, I know we, we tired and everything, but let's get this job done? Who going to do that, bro? Eli did it. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers does it. I need Daniel to do that. 
You, you, yes, there is. You, 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 yeah, what's up, Brian? I'm here. Hold on, give me a second. Oh, okay. I thought I was quite enjoying the show. You know what I'm saying? Stacey on the little queen on the tote box. Quite enjoying that. Um, look, man, we all know we're gonna be no more, no more of this talking. How many days you got? Nine days, eight days? How many days you got? This talking's getting to be over really soon. Oh man, we got six days to the regular season. I mean, you know, first game of the season. But I think we got uh, nine or ten days. Nine or ten days. Until we play the Broncos? Yeah, damn, that's all I'm worried about. That's all I care about. So that's the product I want to see. So we can, you know, judge that going forward. Because we know what happens, man. You know, we know what happens. Um... I can't lie, like I, I, you know, like I said before, when I read off those additions, I love the additions. They was great, but how does that formulate with a good, cohesive team? And so I said, you know, we always root for the players. We love the players, but uh, you know, how does that translate to a good team? Uh, so hopefully, we get to see some play that way. But other than that, man, uh, starting off with a banged up offensive line. We already made bad decisions. It's not a good way to go. It never is. Bad relationship. Sorry, Daniel. You continue to be in a terrible relationship, sir. Good thing for Daniel, though. He got Eli. Eli's there, so... That what happened? Oh, that Eli's there now? Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. great thing for him, man. Yeah, man, that's a great thing for him. Because just hearing that interview, I'm just like, man, yo. Like, they need, like, Daniel Jones needs that knowledge in the building, bro. He needs that knowledge, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, you know, I, I feel you can't really learn from a Colt McCoy, from a, uh, from a, um, from a, from a Glennon, uh, what's the other boy that they had last year that we hated, Tiny, you know what I mean, like, I mean, they can give you somewhat knowledge, but I don't feel like they can give you 
That type of knowledge, man. Like,
Ex-Giant, baby. Ex-Giant. I want you to I want you to finish up though, bro. I don't want you to get off that thought. Although, you know, we just gave the brother, you know, our condolences and prayers here from the shakedown once again. But I want you to finish on that walking into the season with a positive mindset. Because the truth of the matter is that's all we've been hearing because that's the news we've been receiving and that's what we've been watching is the negative. And like it's like every other day something negative has come out, so it's nothing that we have to go off because that takes away your optimism. But since you're going to be optimistic and we sip in the blue Kool-Aid at this moment, please finish building back up that conversation, bro, because I would like to end the show on a positive note. I mean, really, man, think about it, man. I mean, this could definitely be a magical season. You gotta like you gotta really think about it in that aspect. First off, yeah, I, I'll just go on my little rant here, all right? Cause it's about that time for the season, and I'm on that type of shit. Like you think about it in the aspect of a, the quarterback being in his third season, which is we all know. You know what I mean? That's black freezy shit where it takes three seasons, even though I hate that shit. You know what I'm saying? But that's my maximum. Like, that's my maximum. If you ain't hit that shit by third season, bro, like, you just a straight bum, bro. Like, I don't want to hear nothing else about it. I don't want to hear no coddling, no none of that shit. Oh, I mean, this a rookie. Oh, this is, I mean, he's just learning the new system. Like, fuck all that shit. He don't get it by fucking third fucking season. He's a bum. Straight up. So, yeah, I mean, this can be magical if he ain't a bum. If he's not a bum. And it does hit him. And it does click. And it hits it like, like Eli Manning. Like, yo, I, I am a, a, a real quarterback in this league. It could be magical. It could be magical with Saquon Barkley being healthy for the first time. Since the rookie season, we ain't seen him healthy for the first time since his rookie fucking season, okay? And he goes the fuck off. And he shows that he's the Saquon Barkley we all motherfucking wanted to see, that we all hope to see. And that's more possible than it ain't. I just said okay. I said okay another time. And then these wide receivers. I mean, my God. Yeah, they fucking, fucking salmon bone in the motherfucker. Frail body and shit. We all can attest and agree to that. But we can also agree that when these guys is on the field, when they are on the goddamn field, they are the best in the league. They are electric. They're fast. They're big. They're strong. They're quick. These are some of the most talented wide receivers you can ever see in your damn life if they could just stay on the fucking field. Well, what if? What if 
can't stay on the field. What if they is healthy enough to be a dynamic motherfucking weapon? What if? We got tight ends. I'm dead. Pearl body motherfuckers, but if they stay healthy. We don't have a weak link if they stay healthy at tight end. They all good. Kenny Smith can fucking start on somebody's team right now. Right now. And we got two motherfuckers that's better than him. If they can stay healthy, then it's offensive line. It's the, the, the spotlight is on them. And if we talking about them, if they talking about them on ESPN, if they talking about them on NFL Network, if they talking about them on Sirius Radio, they talking about them on Daily News shit, New York Post, NewJersey.com, Bleacher Report, Everywhere you go, they talking about the offensive line. You don't think they see that? You don't think they hear that shit? It becomes a pride thing at this motherfucking point. And I think that they going to step the fuck up. If you getting picked on by everybody and then you come out and shit the bed like everybody expects you to, like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of the league, bro. If that shit don't motivate you to be the best fucking guard out there, don't motivate you to be the best pitcher out there, then get the fuck out of the league, bro. The chemistry, the camaraderie, bro. That's what is giving me the faith and the hope that it's going to be right. Week one. That's what I've been basing and hoping my shit on for months now. They will click from there. I don't want to see them fucking shit the bed week one. I don't want to see them fuck them up. I don't want to see that shit. I want to see us say, yo, did you see what the fuck they did to Denver? Who's seen that coming? And I'm going to be like, me, nigga. Me. Defense, bro. Why not? This defense was fucking crazy last year. And that's off the COVID shit and all that, bro. So now they got fucking camps and everything to get their chemistry and everything going? Oh, I believe that they should be top three defense this year. That's why I got so much hope this year. It's not about Daniel. It's about this defense. And Daniel, please just don't fuck it up. Easy throws to these talented as wide receivers. That's all I need Daniel to do. Because this defense is fucking dynamic. That's why 
It's fucking positivity. That's why I'm going into it, and I didn't fucking bat an eye. I've been saying 11 and fucking 6 for the longest. I didn't stop. I didn't go off and say, okay, no, no, just 10 and 7. Oh, no, 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 no. It's been 11 and 6 since I seen the fucking draft. Till they go fucking 0 and 3 or some shit like that, will I get off that train? Till then, 11 and fucking 6. We need to strive for that shit. We need to hit that mark. It's 11 and 6 talented. They just need to play 11 and 6 football. That was brought to you by Shakes Montana Manan, the belief in the New York football giant. I'm 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 gonna sip some of that Kool Aid, bro. I'm I'm gonna sip some of it. Pass pass me a glass in the pitcher. I'm going to sip some of that. I'm normally Captain Optimistic, and people be bugging out thinking I'm bugging out. And they bug out off my predictions, my thought processes, but I've been on a good roll. I was one game short of last year's prediction, and when I said the craziness before, everybody looked at me crazy. So right now I could see if the whole world in America that's listening, our fans, are looking at you like you crazy. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith. I'm going to do that. I've been bashing. I've been destroying because I've been disappointed. And, I mean, I can speak for all of us and say that. Are we unrealistic? No, we're not. But sometimes we let the fan in us take over. So you know what? I'm going to let the fan in me take over. I'm with you. 11 and 6. Now, when we start taking them losses and shit pile up, I'm going to keep shit real. But I'm just saying right now, I'm with you. 11 and 6. Let's go. Denver Broncos, we coming out 1 and 0. We at home, we going to spank that ass yeah. and make believers out of everybody. We got you, yo. How many times, bro? How many times are we going to start off the season down the out down the hole? We can't, we can't keep doing this. We can't do this 0 and 1, 0 and 2, 0 and 3 bullshit. No, 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 no. Let's start off fast. How about that? Let's start off fast this time. Yes. And then, and then, then, maybe at the end of the season, we'll be in the playoff picture. Can you imagine that? Can you fucking imagine that? Yes, I can. Because guess what? what? I've been imagining guess what? it guess what? for guess years. What? Because guess what? Listen, we started off slow for all these fucking years, especially last year, and we still had the opportunity to win 
the decision. The year before that, we had another opportunity to make the playoffs if we won uh, and beat Philly or some shit. There was some shit, right? So that's my thing, right? Like, let's start off fast this time. Let's see where that gets us. Let's start winning these games. We got some incredible fucking games to begin the season with. Listen, first of all, this Denver game, we need to take this shit. It's a statement. It's a statement game. Go want to know. We need that. But the beautiful part about it is if we go ahead and retake this game, want to know, and we riding that high off the confidence of us taking game one of the of this long season coming up. But four days later, we got the team that everybody is expecting to win the division in the Washington football faggot team. Yo. <laughs> like, we had the opportunity to make a statement in a five-day span. Five-day span. We can sit there and state our claim as the beast in the East. Right off the top. We got the opportunity to do it. And to me, I believe we're going to do it. To me, Denver don't scare me. Their defense is scary. Putting up points, I just don't see it right now. I think it's going to take time for that offense to gel, which is why I feel it's perfect to play them right now. And then we play Washington, who I do not believe in no Fitzpatrick. We all know this. So to me, I'm looking at 2-0. I'm sorry, I just am. I'm not giving no predictions, but I will discuss the first game. And we got 14 minutes for the entire broadcast, and I'll let it be what it is. I look at Denver as a team that's a mirror, right? Quarterback who needs to prove himself, who's had mediocre toka, but they got the confidence in them. Their offensive line is not shit scaring nobody or blowing nobody off the ball. They have to come together. They have a defense that's proven. Their secondary is just as good as ours. Their front seven, I won't say is just as good as ours. I don't really know too much about their depth, but they have players with names that produce, and we know who they are, without a question. Same thing as us. I'm going to go on record and say this, Chase. Daniel Jones will be the key to us winning this first game. He has to outplay Teddy Bridgewater in every single aspect for us to win this game. That is who I'm going to put this first game on. I kept my, I'm going to keep my same thought process. After six games, we're going to know who we are. 
My brother's talking the first two. I'm going to step on the ledge with him, shake his hand, embrace him, and look into the crowd with him. If he's going to get speared up, I'm going to get speared up too. If they're going to start throwing rocks at David, they're going to have to throw him at Goliath too. If we're going to get booed, we're going to get booed together. But I'm only giving you two games. After that, we we decide how far we going to stand together. But I'm going to give you the first two games. Down shit. I'm with you. I'm going to stand here with you. No matter, I'm ouch, ouch, ouch. Shake you okay? Ah, we we going to be together. Can you make it? Can you make it? But I'm going to stand yeah, with right. you for these two games, bro. Let's get it. Daniel Jones, yeah, it's on you. Game one is on you. We're going to start off facing the pack. Right. We're going to start off facing the pack. By the time it ends, we're going to be leaving the pack. How about that? I'm with you. I'm with you. But I feel he needs to win this game. One, to silence critics, especially going into a short week, especially going into a division rivalry especially needing to get the monkey off his back and have some positivity to be talked about because that also builds confidence because don't think he ain't sitting around. He's in the most media, uh, he's, he's in the most media frenzied place on the planet. So to hear Daniel Jones won his game at MetLife. He has a, he has the next team coming in, which is a division rival and the Washington football team. And he's also been 4-0 against them in his career. Can he keep his streak going? He needs to hear that. He needs to hear that. And we need to hear that. And I'm standing on it saying we will. I'm going to leave my statements right there. We will hear that week one. I'm with you, bro. Let's go. Anybody else want some Kool-Aid? I'm giving out free glasses. If not, I like drinking shit if people say no. Nah, I ain't fucking with no damn Kool-Aid shit like that there. But uh, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to... Oh, you got a shit? You got a shit? I ain't sipping shit. Nah, I ain't sipping none of that boy shit, man. Hold up. I'm going to sit back. Hold up. Wait a minute. Too many tell me. sit back and I'm serving. If you said that they're going to beat us, then we're going to beat us. I don't feel like they're going to beat us, but I just feel like we could do everything to lose. Except that motherfucking Kool-Aid, boy. Question, Freezy. I'm not asking you to sip the Kool-Aid. Can you sit at the table with us with the picture in front of you and start taking small sips? That's all I'm asking. Not nah, sipping the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Right, just, just put the picture in front. Listen, just put the picture, picture, picture in front of you with an empty glass. Right, right. I'm just I'm asking you to put the picture in front of you. You ain't even putting the picture in front of you. No, I ain't really fucking really with that. Oh, man, Shakes, we on our own, baby. We on our own. <laughs> yeah, I'm on our own. That means they don't believe. They don't believe we're going to beat Denver. They don't believe. 
I didn't believe either till about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> we gonna keep this shit I all the way. Y'all out the windows. I, I appreciate that came it. came all the way out the convertible, man. I'm, I'm, you know. Nah, bro. Come on, man. You know, nah, that, that Kool-Aid. You know, nah, bro. You jumped out the convertible. Yeah, Yo, shit, that Kool-Aid for the Denver game, bro. What's up? Yeah, chills, huh? Yo, you come know, on, bro. Bro, you, you won't even get drunk, bro. You, you won't just, even you get drunk, bro. You just went. You just it's went just from yo, shit, bro. you know. Bro, it's just a no, shit, bro. Just, 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 nah, you nah, won't nah, even nah. get drunk, bro. Let, let, let us go through the first that's what, game. That's what Bill Cosby told a lot of them girls, right? That's what Bill Cosby. I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> you got nothing to do with that. <laughs> yo, yeah, I got nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> For real with you, that was a horrible example, bro. That was a horrible example. I need you to know. That that was horrible. <laughs> I just need you to know how horrible. Take a little sip. Take a little sip. Yeah, you won't be drunk. You'll be alright. You're not doing it, man. The black freezer. The black freezer. Black freezer getting carried off. <laughs> gonna get you drunk. It's like Bill Cosby when he said just take a little sip. See that right there. Nah. It's just a Come on. That's it right Come there. Come on. It lost right. him. It lost him from there. Hey, oh man, listen man. We're gonna find somebody else. Take a <laughs> What? <laughs> Hell nah, I ain't fucking. Hey, come on. Man. We go find somebody else. LRP, where you at, bro? <laughs> he um he had to go. He wanted everybody to know peace to the gods, peace to the earth, peace to the people. Them he wanted everybody to know. Trying to get somebody to sit sit the Kool Aid with us. Look at it. Look at it like this, Shaco. After, after game one, we might get some people to want to sit at the table with us. Well, Depending on game one, gonna be on, they're gonna be on the train. That now, Black Freezy gonna say, "Well, oh, I gotta see how they how they play in this game too." But yeah, great game. This was a great game. I wasn't a believer. What? Oh, what what you, you coming with this what? weird ass voice? What you talking about? I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> Look, that's how you gonna I want to look bro. at what's going on. You know what I mean? And then the whole situation is this: with the Ben Breslin kid. You know what I mean? I looked up, and he was right there, right above um, Tyler Badass and all of them. 
I knew he wanted to draft that kid. I'm like, I know he wanted to draft this kid. It's something about this kid. It looked like he had something with him. And then when I heard the kid talk, he's talking about all this Kevin Zeitler shit. I'm like, oh, okay. What time is shit going on? Okay, okay. It's all good. It's all good. You know what I mean? I like, I like certain things, but come on, son. All the Kool-Aid now. It's way too early. I'm getting Kool-Aid. You gonna set the Kool-Aid? You all gonna be on us. Everybody gonna set the Kool-Aid at the same time. Well, no, you probably gonna be like week three. LRP gonna be he gonna be setting the Kool-Aid by week one. After he see what go on, how we beat Denver, he gonna be he gonna be setting the Kool-Aid. Then she going to be sipping the Kool-Aid by, like, week six, maybe, because he's a little more of a non-believer. J-Rock, he'll be sipping the Kool-Aid by, like, I would say week four, by week four. But y'all all going to eventually sip the Kool-Aid. What give you the confidence to make you say all that? You ain't sipping no damn Kool-Aid, man. You're all going to sip the Kool-Aid. Listen, yo, bro, how many times I got to be right this year, bro? Yo, I hope you right on us fucking winning. I'm telling you. You believe me. I've been right all year. I've been right all year, bro. I've been right all year, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you what I know. And I know that y'all going to be sipping this motherfucking Kool-Aid by week six. Everybody will be on the train. That's Sammy. All right. On the train. Yeah. On the train. About... Oh. I talk... Everybody. Because we're going full. And two. Four in the tizzy. You understand? That's how we start in the year off, dog. Four and two. And everybody going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a great thing. Oh, yeah, justice. Oh, yeah, justice. The media... The fans, all around the league, they're going to be talking about us. Oh, go watch out for them Giants. Because we're going to look that damn scary. You understand me? Mm. Mm. Okay. You got to believe. Well, you know, without without history, it's hard to believe. You know, I usually believe in the history. Of I don't history. care about that shit, bro. That's his his story, you know. Ain't my story. Yeah, that's our story, right? No, you're right. It's our story. <laughs> no, you're right. It's our story. My no, story. It, it's his story, <laughs> not my story. No, it's our story. The history of the time. Goddamn. <laughs> nah. <laughs> that ain't my story. There you go, bro. 
This is his story, not my story. No, my name is Chicks, and I'm a cancer. No, nigga, this is our story. <laughs> this is what's going on. All right? <laughs> nah, like bro. I don't go on that, son. Uh-huh. I don't go on that What's beat. What's wrong with y'all young people today? That's it. That's for the grandpa movement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's wrong with y'all today? You don't believe in that shit? <laughs> That's your problem today. Yeah, well. That's how the kids I roll, bro. They, you know, they want to talk about what's going on. What's going on today? I can dig it. I ain't fucking with no Kool Aid though. Yo, sip that fucking Kool Aid, bro. It's getting warm. It's gonna turn into syrup soon if you don't drink that shit. Hurry up. <laughs> drink the juice, bro. Drink the juice, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm good, bro. Drink the juice, man. Come on, man. Hey, yo. Y'all heard Hugh Hefner was helping him out, though, y'all? Oh, yeah. supplying the drugs. Like, here you go, man. Pop that in a drink. And then he just walks off. Hugh Hefner, bro. That motherfucker was the candy man. You have that Bill Cosby with you, know what I mean? That's what you talking about? Yes. Yeah, he mm. be past the dudes, you know. Past the dudes, you know. <laughs> so how come they can't go out to the estate and all that? Why are they going to the building estate? Oh, I don't know, yo. You know they ain't going to go out to that, that complexion. Yo, real quick, did y'all see LRP's message? Or I need to read it off. He says, I hope we win too, but I'm with black. I need to see it. I got you on that, LRP, and I believe that, and I understand. He says, I'm watching y'all get drunk. I'm drinking liquor. I'll sit at the table, <laughs> but I'm drinking tequila. Y'all can have that Kool-Aid. And then he gives his prediction for our first six games, two and four. Mm. That means he ain't taking yeah, it you ain't, at yeah, all. Yeah, Cause yeah, he gonna yeah, be losing. Yeah, you, you shipping the toxins over there. Yeah, but wait till that green team start playing. What you got for that green team? Huh? What you got for that green team, LRP? Huh? Huh? Yo, he, yo, yo, go work for them Jets, bro. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of You ain't a giant fan. You ain't no cop. JB. You a sellout. <laughs> you a sellout. You ain't no cop, JB. Man, get him out of here. Yeah, I'm a Jets fan. Time to go chill with Lou in there. I, I, I ain't gonna front. I'm, 
My new team gonna be Miami on the low, son. For real, yeah, I like in Miami too. Them motherfuckers a track team, but they motherfucking fragile too, man. They motherfuckers talk about it. Yeah, they are. Right. Fragile. Fragile in the bubble. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So we're going to see. Mm-hmm. We're going to see. But I do like Miami, man. Team 2, baby. Let's go. It's year 2 for my boy. I need him to shut y'all the fuck up. Yeah, shut me up. Play the whole 16 with your punk ass. <laughs> He's going to play all 17 of them things. Nah, he's going to play 16. I'm going to get one. I'm going to give him a little. Nah, he's going to play 17 of them things. I'm telling you. I heard you. I'm going to get him that one little. You know. And he's going to yeah. play 19 of them things. You understand what I'm saying? He's going to play 19 of them things. Going well deep into the playoffs, you did. Mhm. Mhm. I hear you. Yeah, fuck Buffalo. Damn, why you want it like that? That's how I'm feeling, okay, so bro. Now, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. You see, I wasn't involved, but they just keep pulling me back in. You don't got to do that shit. Let's just stay positive on what we sipping on. Okay? Buffalo. Hey, you know we all got kids in that division. Do you know we all got kids at quarterback in that division? Yeah, I know we all got kids in that division, but you ain't got That's to crazy. be harsh and disrespect. That's crazy. Besides J-Rock, J-Rock ain't got a kid in there. So he don't need a kid. We ain't worried about but My boy, Tua. LRP got Jack Wilson. Black Freezy got Mac Jones. The Mac. And you got Josh Allen. Absolute fact. Absolutely a fact. Absolute fact. That's my new word, by the way. Yeah. And my son going to win it. What? Yo. So fuck Buffalo. Fuck out of here. Listen, bro. Don't, you want to talk about teams that got better? The Buffalo Bills got fuck better Buffalo. than Buffalo. last year. Fuck Buffalo. Fuck Buffalo. And guess, and guess, Buffalo. And guess what, Shake? Since you want to be funny style, right? I got something for you. Let me throw this little frisbee at you. Guess who's on the defensive end on the outside for the Buffalo Bills? Who's down? Who's down? Yeah. 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 That's cool, yo. That's why I don't no, like that. cool. Fuck. You didn't want to hear that. That's <laughs> you, you don't want to hear that. That's, cool, that's, that's cool. why I don't yeah. like the motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Buffalo. Yo, y'all know the show and even the the live portion and the downloaded portion have ended, right? No, the show has ended. We don't zero. It's just we're she's just giving us that love. Like I was in that one a regular convo. Nah, yeah, I started that thing, bro. 
So this shit cut off at like nine. Yeah. Mm. 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 But yeah, bro, like Buffalo. You feel me? Cleveland. They what I'm saying. And and and, 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 and fuck Kansas City. You understand? All my sons will win their divisions. You understand me? Watch your mouth about the Kansas City. Nah, 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 son. You feel me? Because my son is coming for the crown, B. You understand me? Watch your mouth, sir. I'm going to have a son that wins the West. I'm going to have a son that wins the North. And I'm going to have a son that wins the East. Do you understand me? It's the year to shake. <laughs> you understand me? Huh? I don't think y'all understand. My kids is about to take over the AFC. Do I got a son in the South too? Let me think about it. Tannehill is a bomb. Who else is a bomb? 